Police Confessional. Hello and welcome to Gamers Confessional. This is a special episode. We're not doing a numbered one this week. It's basically a, a Vimesy AMA because the other two couldn't be bothered to turn up. Um, so essentially, it's just me, me here, all on my own. Some, uh, if you've been following my Twitter feed at Vimesy74, you'll know that I've been feeling pretty poorly this week. So um, don't expect too much from me. Uh, but I did put a shout out saying that because we're not going to do a show because we had lots of um, stuff around E3 and things and getting all that sorted out and doing quite a few shows on Split. You know, kind of the timing was slightly different trying to get shows out so that they'd be like relevant um, the boys are just too tired and they couldn't couldn't make a commitment to do this show so here I am here I'm putting myself out there you know galloping over the hill into town pulling the cheroot from my mouth and looking down the line of a six barrel shooter ready to clear up some some AMAs so here I am I've got my Twitter in front of me I've got my uh, my headset on I'm ready to rock so um now some people, some people seem to take this as a personal challenge to see how many questions they could possibly throw at me. Uh, I'm not saying anything um, about particular people, excess sausages. Um, so let's go with this one. So the first one off the bat is, what's your favourite gaming moment? Generic, generic. Come on, um, <laughs> it's difficult. I think recently everything's been overshadowed by The Witcher Three. Everything. And there are so so many in that game, um, and I think what was interesting. I was listening. To, I was watching a, I think it was a YouTube video. And someone there was a question about whether you should go back and replay The Witcher Three again. Yes, you should. Um, and the point was made that it's one of the very very few RPGs where you remember side quests, and you probably remember side quests more than you do. Um, you know, the half the main quests of other other games. You know, I can't tell you sweet FA about a lot of the side quests in Skyrim or you know, even something I played recently like um Horizon Zero Dawn. I couldn't I couldn't tell you how you know, a side quest off that off the top of my head without really having to think about it. Um but in The Witcher there were just there were just so many. Um, you know, people going missing, having to go off and, and, and find them or stuff, find the remains at any least. Uh, you know, all sorts of little bits and pieces, um, the plague rats, um, you know, just just hundreds, and there are so many in there. But the main story is probably where my heart lies. I think finding Siri um, was probably a spoiler, duh, you do. Uh, if you play for a hundred odd hours, you will find her. Um, um, but also, I think um, there's a particular thing. I'm not going to go into spoiler territory at all here, but there's a there's a particular moment where you're sitting on a boat with um, Yennefer, and um, you have to make a decision. And that I agonised over that, even though my romantic interest had obviously gone to Triss because you know you would. Um, I agonised over that, and for a game to make me actually reconsider everything I'd worked towards up to that point, you know, I've been totally, in game world, totally faithful to Triss throughout the entire game for 80 plus hours, and you get to this moment on a boat at the kind of conclusion of the whole um, Yennefer Geralt situation, and I was just like, what? I don't, I, I don't know where to go, and I literally, I just sat there for ages, kind of going, I, I don't know what to do, and I don't think it makes a huge amount of difference to the story, but to me, it really did, and and, and for that, um, that's probably my gaming moment 
um, ever. However, um, for something that's a little bit less Witcher 3 related, I remember very, very clearly um, years and years and years ago, uh, when I think when the OG Xbox came out, um, I went around to a friend of mine, Paul's, um, and uh, some people might know him as Ploppy, I've uh, seen him about. Um, and we were playing a game, Couch Co-op, well not Couch Co-op, versus, uh, of, uh, I think it was World Cup Rugby. It was definitely a rugby game. Uh, but it ended up basically with the scores tied um, right into injury time, last sort of play of the game. Um, both of us literally on our knees, a foot away from the TV screen, kind of jostling each other, trying to do this. And he scored a drop goal like in injury time that made me lose that game. And it was probably the most joyous part of defeat I've ever had. It was amazing. Um, just that feeling of just kind of being with your best mate, um, laughing and seeing kind of like just having that moment brought to you by gamers was brilliant. Um, so yeah, so that was that was up there. Um, another one, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, Mr. C. Rollinson. Uh, do you play PC games with the FPS count on? No, never. The only time I've done it is uh, if I'm testing. Um, sort of graphical capabilities or something like that. So, for example, when I do go back to play The Witcher 3 on my PC, um, I'll stick it on there just to make sure that I can run it at a steady frame rate. Now, for me, it doesn't really matter if that's 30 or 60, I probably can't tell you the difference. So, I just want to make sure it's steady. Um, is early access a good idea? Sorry, well, most of these are from Rexay Sausages, which is why I'm Rexay Sausages stroke C. Rollinson. Um, is early access a good idea? Yes and no, and I've bought into enough of them. So, you know, um, I think the way you need to look at it is if they have clearly defined when it comes out of early access, what's the point when it stops being zero point and turns into one point oh, you know? Um, some games just, just ridiculously go on for ages and ages. There's something about, you know, Jesus, what was it? Um, Daisy. I mean, I, I don't think that's come out yet. <laughs> that's like three years after whenever it was. And I understand games take time to do, but you know, it's getting a little bit silly. We wouldn't have things like Player Unknown's Battlegrounds at the moment without stuff, stuff like this going on. So you know, yeah, they can be good. There's other games I've bought into um, which haven't made it, but it's still, you know, I've supported the idea and, and I've got to play it. And some of them were shit, and some of them were good. Um, some of them made it out the, out the gate. Some of them didn't. But I think there has to be that clearly defined thing. I mean, it's a bit like there's some issues in the news around Star Citizen. There are always issues in the news about Star Citizen, the kind of crowdfunded um, game that um, they raised, I think, 150 million to make this game, and then they then nowhere near completing it. But um, I've played that game, and I've played most of that game now. Um, I've played, so not it's not in a cohesive kind of stretch, but it, it it works. So I've had my money's worth out of it, you know, for what I bought into it for. Um, but you know, Elite Dangerous came out on on early access, and and every single iteration, you 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 know, you were having some conversations with not personally, but you were able to influence how that game progressed, and you could see it was really interesting to see how that game um, was built in many ways. So yeah, I think there's a place for them, and I don't think we're gonna. We're ever going to kind of move away from that. I think they're here to stay. It's interesting. I haven't seen much on the the Xbox did a version of it. Um, I think Elite Dangerous actually on that, um, but I don't know if that's still going. Cause I think and they, I know I'm sure something at E3 was mentioned on it, but I've not seen a really big push for it. So um, I don't know if it's going to go into the console space. 
Um, should we all just stop buying games for a year and play through our back catalogues? Yes. <laughs> um, uh, I laugh, but I actually did consider doing this. Um, there is a, a podcast called Year of Shame, which um, I imagine quite a few of you will know. Um, and they basically, you're not allowed to buy games. Um, I know Spinky, Matt uh, Spink, who uh, might know as Egg Daddy, he, he was on it last year. And the idea is that you're not allowed to buy any games. I think you get a Joker. Um, so you can buy, you know, the one game or something like that. I think you're allowed a birthday gift and a Christmas gift, and that's basically it. Um, and you, you're not allowed to buy games. And the idea is that you clear your your year of shame. And I have thought about doing it. Um, and I should, when I look at my bloody Steam list, uh, it's it's huge and it's massive. And there are games on there that I actually went through, <laughs> went back a couple of weeks ago. I had to refund. Um, a VR game, which is the first time I've ever done a refund on Steam, um, because it just made me violently ill. And um, I actually thought, oh, if I can refund, if I've not done like, because I think if if you've played less than two hours, you can get a refund. But then it's also you had to have bought it within 14 days, which I was gutted about because I thought I've got hundreds of games on my my Steam list where actually I haven't even fucking booted them up. I could get a refund for that. I'd be I could buy a new bike. Um, but no, you're not allowed to do that, sadly. Um, so, yeah, it would be nice to do that, but at the same time, half the reason I like games is I like the, um, I like, uh, the kind of the social aspect of game, getting excited about game, getting hyped for game, getting hyped for E3, seeing what's coming out around the corner. It's, you know, it's why we do the podcast. It's, it's about getting excited for games again. And, you know, hopefully in the future, it's going to be a little bit more positive, our podcast about, you know, what's coming out, what's going to happen, um, where getting, you know, getting more excited about stuff. It's getting a bit too, weighted down in kind of fanboyism and console wars seems to be rearing their ugly head again every time I turn Twitter on I've just had enough of it but it's that getting excited about games so yeah while there's a reason for stopping buying games and going back half the reason I like games is that it's that community thing about everyone getting a game at the same time boot, you know diving into it um, you know um, yeah uh, what else we got here so what's the best and worst gadgets you've ever bought oh yeah hmm. um my wife could probably give you the list, to be fair, of worst ones. Everything from juices to kitchen scales that link to iPads to give you the nutritional value of something that I never even took out of the packet. Um, Jesus, I don't know. Those those would be up there. I think best gadgets... Best gadgets would probably... I don't know if it counts, but my, my the original Xbox, when I first bought that, because that really kick-started my love of gaming. And I know that's like... Oh, I used to have a ZX81 on this level. Oh, I didn't have that. I had a 628, which I played on a bit, but was more interested in going out and on my bicycle and meeting girls and whatever else. So it wasn't that that interesting to me then. But it's the Xbox and the PC I bought about the same time. PC I bought in 2000. Um, Xbox obviously a little bit later. Um, and that's probably the, the best one of the best gadgets I ever bought. Um, the mobile phone, probably. Jesus Christ, yeah, I swore off them. I didn't want a, one of these fancy mobile phones, one of these Apple iPhone jobs. I just want to keep with my old Nokia, whatever it was. Um, I couldn't see the point of all this. Why have a, you know, I, don't, I just want to call somebody, I just want to text somebody. But Jesus Christ, half your life's lived through these things now. So, yeah, it's up there. Um, yeah, not exciting answers, sorry. Oof, what are your views on age ratings on games and the ignorance of parents towards content their kids shouldn't be viewing? 
what can be done? Um, yeah, this scares the shit out of me. I won't even watch. Uh, you, I can't. I can't game in front of my kids. Uh, I got a six-year-old about to be seven, and a two-year-old. So you know, hey, they're young. But um, you know, I can't even watch YouTube videos half the time because I have to worry about swearing and I have to worry about what content. And I was trying to, you know, there's, there aren't many games I've got in my library that I can actually play if I'm if I'm you know off for the day or something like that. Um, you know, my kids are about. I can't. I can't put a game on. Uh, Clarky could. He just boot up every Nintendo game under the sun or something. But you know, um, <laughs> there's not much I can actually play that is appropriate. And it's kind of weird when you think of it like that. They all seem to want to make it kind of um, difficult. What can be done? Um, I don't know. I think the age ratings are there, and but it's the same as films, and it's people not understanding what they mean. Maybe it needs to be more. Um, I don't know. Maybe it needs to be more prevalent on the box car or on the, on the cover or on the back or something like that. You know, if it's got sex and violence in, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Just screenshots of it. <laughs> I don't know. You need to be able to, because you know, some parents just don't give a shit what their kids do and just go, yeah, whatever. And you're never going to be able to hit those. But you know, my mum, for example, if 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 my daughter said to her, "Oh, can I have?" this game or whatever she probably wouldn't have a clue she'd take a look at the box art and if the box art's relatively unobtrusive she'd just yeah whatever um, but hey my daughter would never ask one but the person at the counter needs to turn around and say actually this is you know you should say, I know, we, need, we need to be able to have that open conversation with, with punters at the, at the desk and I've seen a few people I mean I don't go into game very often but I have seen a couple of um, people in game sort of try and sort of say to people actually this is an 18 and you know, did a little. Uh, you just got to look at the proliferation on, on GTA 5 or something like that. The number of people on there who are under the age of fucking 18 is unbelievable. That's where all the mod scene is and stuff. And it's like you, these are these are these are kids. These are these are 11, 12 year olds who are playing a game with you know strippers and blowing the shit out of people and stuff. And um, sometimes I do wonder whether they realise it's fantasy or not. But there we go. Um, so I don't know what can be done. Um, it's hard to find people for it. And also, especially when most of the stuff's done online now, so you know, you go to Amazon or whatever. It's not clear. It's not clear what the games is. Maybe it needs to be. Maybe there needs to be something on it where, um, when you buy a game from Amazon or something, if it's got an age rating on it, you get a pop-up that sort of says, "Beware, this is an 18. This is an 18 cert game, or an M game, or whatever it is. This game contains." And then, boom, 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 boom. You know, um, graphic sex, nudity, swearing, including the words fuck whatever you know um, list them all off and maybe the people are buying on Amazon they'd be like oh actually maybe, maybe this isn't <laughs> I want to be buying little Joey don't know um, if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be south of France no question um, absolutely beautiful um, good wine good food good, beautiful place to live fucking stunning roads for someone like me who, who you know, motorcycles and bicycles and stuff it's just just heaven. Yeah, take me there, please. That'll be fine. Uh, what's your favourite place that you visited? Ooh. I don't know. Um, New Zealand was pretty cool. Indonesia was alright. Uh, Hong Kong was fun. But Canada's probably the most beautiful. Um, I went to Canada. I, used to, I lived in Canada. I lived in Toronto for a while. But I used to go out to the lakes and... Um, just absolutely stunning again um, and what's the worst place I've ever visited 
Uh, crikey, I don't know. Hospitals. Fucking <laughs> hate hospitals. I work in one, but I can hate them. Uh, did I like school? Have a favourite inspirational teacher and a worse teacher? Um, I was nonplussed about school. I didn't really mind it. Uh, I wasn't really bothered. I moved around a lot, so I had one of those bits where I sort of. I didn't come back into this country till I left when I was about four. I didn't come back until I was about ten, so it's quite difficult to get back into those sort of um, cliques. Um, no, no, I can't say so. I mean, I have to kind of say my my rugby teacher, uh, mainly because he now lives next door to me. Uh, and the first day I moved into this house, I'm literally, you know, bear in mind this is oh, 15 years since I left school. I moved into this house and I'm. Um, cart in a box from the car into the house, you know, and he's, and he's, I'm like, bloody hell, who's that? And it's the way my old rugby teacher has recognised me from 15 years ago, and he's like, what are you doing? And, oh, Christ. So, yeah, living next door to him now. So he's probably my favourite teacher, because he has to be, because he buys me wine every Christmas. So that's fine. Uh, can you play any instrument other than the meat flute? I can play the meat flute pretty damn fucking well. Uh, yes, a little bit. I can play the drums a bit. Um, I can play the guitar, but only kind of like I ain't no whiz on it by any means. But I, I, I just all I ever use the guitar for is just to chill down. So it's very much kind of like pick it up, strum it, play some songs, sing along, whatever. It's a chill. I don't, don't really try and progress or, or do anything particularly sort of, you know, um, hardcore or anything like that. What else? Uh, I used to be able to play the piano a little bit, but I haven't done that for a long, long time. Uh, Mm-hmm. I spy, I think, for instance. Anything you'd recommend in the Steam cell? That's prevalent. Okay. Um, Shadow of Mordor's at three quid. I'll probably pick that up. I bounced off that big time when we, when it first came out. I thought I'd really like it. Like Lord of the Rings. Kind of okay with Batman S combat, but for some reason I just bounced off it. I couldn't get into it. I think probably because it just spent every time you wanted to go from A to B you had to cross the landscape and it seemed to take a long time to go nowhere the story wasn't particularly evocative so maybe, maybe that's it I'm hoping for bigger things from the next one but for three quid for the game of the year edition or whatever it is I mean it's a, it's a fucking no brainer um, what else New Doom uh, that's a tenner that's a blinding game um, probably one of the best first person shooters in years uh, up there with kind of the new Wolfenstein's and stuff, but yeah, New Doom is just it's it's, joy, it's an absolute joy to play. Uh, go buy that; it's a tenner for God's sake. I mean, it's 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 fantastic. Um, what else? Dishonored Two I saw was on there for fifteen quid. Probably one of the best immersive sins in recent years. Kind of knocks Deus Ex out of the water at the moment. Um, just level design, characterization, art direction, um, just a stunning, stunning game the number of ways you can play that and get to the same kind of point the different ways it branches different ways of taking it reminds me a bit of hitman in those ways where it kind of sets you up with a seed and sort of says okay how do you want to do this there are certain ways you can you can make this this happen you know there there are certain people you can take out in different ways or get information from them in different ways or side quests you can complete in one way or another there's a whole section where you can you can literally if you're prepared to get a pen and paper out and actually sit down to try and work out the Jindosh lock, you can skip an entire part of that world to just just by you know doing a little logic puzzle. Um, don't recommend it because the rest of that world's amazing, but you know um, definitely pick that up. Uh, and of course, I have to mention it, um, Witcher Three Game of the Year Edition, seventeen pounds forty nine. Seriously, why would you not do that? Um, 
I need to have a look at that actually because I do intend to play The Witcher 3 again. I want to play on PC. Uh, I wonder what the mod situation is like. That. Anyway, I shall, I shall look into that again. So thank you, Rexay Sausages, uh, for all those. Um, that was a lot. Right, let's give some other people a chance. Uh, Mark, aka Smokey01UK. Uh, do you find it difficult balancing work-life gaming time? Yeah, I think everybody does, especially if you've got a wife and kids. <laughs> we find it hard enough just to put a podcast out on a regular basis, as you may have noticed. Um, you know, just being able to commit to doing every Thursday to record, um, life gets in the way and life gets shit. And then having to game, um, you know, I, I'm lucky I get most of my evenings off, if you like, because, um, you know, once the kids are in bed, I can pretty kind of much do what I want, but it's still difficult to kind of work out what I want to play, and it depends what I want to do, and if the telly's in use, because now all my gaming's revolved around my TV, it's not like I can nip down, um, you know, nip down to the office and sort of kick on the PC or anything like that, it all goes through the telly, so it limits me, but in some ways that's quite freeing, because it means I, I can't escape to game all the time, I have to sort of spend some time with the wife, or read a book, or do something else. Um... What else we got here? If you could, oh, Rex is back. Hello. If you could get into a time machine, where would you go and why? I <laughs> stupid. I'd go back to when I was sixteen. I'd smack some shit into myself. I'm actually saying, come on, boy, sort your life out. Um, people say you should live life without regrets. I think that's bollocks. I think we've all got regrets. And certainly, sixteen probably about kick it for me. If I could just go back there and smack myself around the head a little bit tell me to invest in loads of property or something like that but no, there's some choices I made that I'd probably want to go back to otherwise um, I don't know I've always had a fascination for World War 2 but I don't really want to be in it I really don't I love um, I love the 30s that sort of time um, when cars are just becoming prevalent you know, people, dapper chaps and you all wore hats that'll do me, I quite like that I've got no desire to go back to things like um medieval times or anything like that or you know Blackadder's London or anything like that because let's face it I wouldn't last 30 seconds in that kind of place I'd get mugged raped killed and robbed in the space of about 30 seconds so no not for me um, <laughs> from the dirge of everyday life what would you love to stick up Clarky's crack other than pets called <laughs> um, from the dirge of everyday life what would you like to stick up Clarky's crack uh, work work can do one uh, it takes up too much time uh, it really does. We got this so arse about backwards, haven't we? We need it so that we work two days a week and have five off or something. Yeah, work work can do one. Um, and when the mortgage is paid off in the next decade or so, um, you know, maybe I can ditch it for a bit or actually just reduce the hours. But yeah, that can go. Um, <laughs> would you let Pet design you a house? If Pet designed me a house, it's going to basically be one of those villas that you see in Club Tropicana it's going to be lots, I mean if you've seen his well you won't have seen his flat but some of you might stalk people um, it's black and white all over it's you know everything's pristine white shiny surfaces with a bit of black marble here and there, zebra print everywhere it's a proper, if you think um, Giggity uh, from from um, what's it called, not South Park um, for uh, Family Guy yeah that's the kind of house that Pet would build me. Um, I'd probably love it. My kids and wife might have a few things to say about it, but, you know, I'd probably quite enjoy it. <laughs> what else we got here? Ah, Stephen Craggle Rock. 
Why are you jealous of Pet's awesomeness? Um, who wouldn't be? I mean, the man's a living legend. He is, he is, you know, a force of nature. He is a, he is a, a work of art. He is a chiselled Greek Adonis. Um, Pet's got an unnerving ability just to be Pet. Um, whatever comes at him, and even when he's pissed off and angry, he's Pet, and you'll forgive him pretty much everything. So if you're not in awe of Pet, or jealous of Pet's awesome, <laughs> I'm jealous of it. I just welcome it in my life. Um, oh God, oh my! Rex say sausages. Okay, look, stop. <laughs> Should we scrap the fucking TV license fee? I don't know. I don't watch the telly, but what I do, what I kind of have a problem with is the fact that if you go and buy a new one, you have to sort of produce um, was it proof that you have a, you have a TV license or whatever, which I think is a bit yeah, you'll rack off. I don't know. It's I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I watch a lot of Netflix. I watch no, I don't watch a lot, but like YouTube on Netflix. I watch you know, games. Are my passion. I don't have time for telly. I don't watch series or soaps or anything like that. Nor does the wife really. So um, I think I'm I, yeah, I'm obviously paying it to you. It's on direct debit. I've forgotten all about it. But do I get value for it? I don't know. I think it's important to have an unbiased sort of reporting system. But I'm not quite sure you could say that about the BBC at the moment. To be fair, but. You can swing both ways on that one, quite literally. Um, <laughs> Jesus. If you could bring back a joy of youth for today's generation to enjoy, what would it be? Mine would be finding jizz, you know, jazz mags in the hedge bottoms. Jazz mags in hedge bottoms. Jesus Christ, that takes me back. There was a time, uh, pre-internet, when you had to work for your porn, believe it or not. Um, and the joy of many a, a young young boy's life was uh, scouting about the woods and coming across some manky mildewed, probably mildewed stuck together, probably mildew um, a copy of Razzle or Escort or whatever it was, and that's where you got your sex education from um, which is pretty poor, really um, but it was a joy nonetheless um, wow that takes me back <laughs> So, what do I want the kids to today? Okay, put the bloody phones down for a start. I think, um, I think one of the things that kids just don't get is waiting for stuff. So, everything they've got to have it now. They want it now. They don't want to wait for anything. It's got to be, I want that new thing. I'm going to get it on higher purchase. Or I'm going to get it on credit. Or I'm going to get it on whatever. We never have to do it. We just save up for shit. Um, but even just things, simple things like, um, you wanted that album or music. You have to wait for it to come out. You didn't get this ability just to stream it or anything like that. Or cinema is a perfect example. You know, you went and watched, I don't know, Indiana Jones um, in in the cinema. You had to wait a year and a half for that to come out on video. Um, and now it's like you go and see, you know, you go and see Wonder Woman in the, in the cinema today. You can probably pick it up on DVD in a week's time. It's just insane. Everything's like now, 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 now. There's no, there's no anticipation. There's no waiting. You know, people are bitching and moaning at the moment about having to wait six months for the next Call of Duty or six months for you know, oh, we've, we've put Assassin's Creed on hold, we're taking a year out Jesus Christ, man, we used to have to wait 18 months for when from when games were sort of released in J Japan or in the States or something for us to get them in the UK, unless you imported them for a stortion amount of money um, we never had it so bloody good you know um, so yeah, I think waiting Definitely waiting. People need to just learn to wait again. Uh, you know, God, ranting there, mate. You're making me rant. 
Um, what's this, Gav? When's Woolly on? He's not, but thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, Welsh Beck. What arcade game have you ploughed the most 10 P's into? Um, that's an easy one, this one. Um, the old Star Wars wireframed uh, Death Star run. Uh, it was just called Star Wars. I don't know. I think it was called anything else. But it was the one where you had two versions of it. You had the standing up one, and it had the kind of um, uh, flight stick kind of thing. It was like a steering wheel. It was a bit like Night Riders, where it just had the two handles, but it was attached to a central sort of steering wheel thing. Um, and then you had the sitting down version, which was like in a, in a proper seat cockpit and stuff. But either one, if if I ever found those, all my money was going in that. I loved that game. The 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 ability to all the sounds were right. The wireframe um, kind of vector graphics on it or whatever were just perfect, and at that time I can't think of it. Every other game was like cartoony or something. It was, you know, all just crap. Um, but that that game, the Star Wars arcade game, where you were literally going down the Death Star and shooting out ties, and you were taking out the, um, the, the 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 cannons on top of the on top of the trench and stuff. That was just amazing. I I ploughed. Yeah, most of my inheritance probably went into that. So yeah, that was that was fun. Um, Rex is back. There's only one space left on the lifeboat. Who do you take, Pet or Clarky? He'd take Northern Longpig. More meat on the bone. Yes, good problem. Although if if you're on a lifeboat and you got to take one of them, you could probably just float Clarky behind you. Um, so I think I could probably get away with taking both of them. Um, Clarky has his own special set of skills uh, so survival for Clarky he'd be alright he'd manage so I think um, Pet would Pet would need Pet would need like nurturing and mothering <laughs> he would, I don't think he'd last very long in a sort of survival <laughs> survival kind of uh, scenario whereas I think Clarky's got enough nonsense common about him to sort of to make it through on his own so if there's a lifeboat I'll probably just drag Pet along just because you want to give him a cut on and say don't worry mate we'll look after you and then I'll tow Clarky along behind because he's the one who's actually going to have to do all the foraging and shit because uh, we'll have a clue about how to do that um, what are we going to Shogun Shogun Pumba um, what multiplayer game should I get next need to get off long single player games um I thought, didn't we play For Honor when that first came out? It was in beta or something. I'm surprised Pumbo hasn't got more into that because that seems like the perfect game for you. A brawler fighter, um, martial art type thing, quite deep, quite involved, good community. I'd go back and hit that up again, mate, to be honest, because that, that was solid. There's nothing I could play because, you know, I'm, I'm picky and I lose interest in things far too quickly. Um, but you should certainly... I, I if you're not already playing it or you didn't just you bounced off it or whatever, I would I'd hit that up again, mate, because um that's I reckon that'll do you. Um what else we've got here? Otherwise, Battlefield obviously, because why not? I mean we've been playing Battlefield for years and never doesn't really ever get bored of it, so get on it. Uh let's have a look. Matty to Fatty um, what was your favourite India E3 some really cool games this year but can't think of any as I'm hungover so apologies um, my favourite indie indie's a weird one um, because I'm not sure they exist anymore really um, if you can call it an indie metro 
uh, Metro Exodus or whatever is a new Metro game from I want to say 4A Games I think that was who it was um, I mean they're you know they're, I, I'm pretty sure they're still indie they're not backed up by I don't think they're second party or anything like that so they would still count as indie otherwise I think probably the fact that something like the thing that got me most excited was Player Unknown Battlegrounds coming to console and I knew it was going to come everyone kind of knew it was going to come um, but because and again Pumpy you might want to jump on this mate because I think you'll love this uh, as a multiplayer game um, that's going to suit the console space down to the ground I mean I play a little bit on PC not enough uh, because I actually I I can't my keyboard mouse controls now on a shooter that where well, you got to be quite that accurate and, and sort of you know, no, I, I, I can't. I'm, I need it on console now to be able to do that. I haven't got the, the skills anymore, the Twitch skills to be able to do it. But on console, I reckon that's going to own, and it's perfect. It's it's perfect for sort of um, gaming with your mates, uh, sort of streaming for Twitch, for for whatever. Um, if you can get the infrastructure right, because obviously the biggest thing about probably playing on PC is getting a, you know, it's not difficult get a Discord thing up and running. But you kind of have to know people. Um, whereas I think if they get it right um, and they can get it so that uh, you know, um, it all integrates really nicely, and maybe you can flag helpful players or whatever. If you're playing teams or whatever, if you're playing like one v ninety nine, then you know, doesn't matter. But if you're playing like team games, that game's so good. That game's so good in the fact that it changes depending on what you pl the way you play it. So if you go into it solo, it changes the way you play that game completely. I play it very stealthy, kind of, um, you know trying to basically sneak into the, the the zone. If people don't know Player Unknown's backgrounds, it's a battle royale game. Um, 100 people drop onto an island. You've got to be the last man standing, basically. Uh, you, get, you you arrive with nothing. You have to loot kit out of, out of houses and um, shops and stuff. Um, kind of random luck about what you find. The, the spawn points are kind of similar, but um, what you'll find tend to be, you know, random. And, um, yeah, you, the way it's managed is that there is a concentric circle that starts outside the map and it gradually shrinks in um, and you have to be within inside that circle um, to survive and I just, if I'm playing single, I just try and sneak into that bit there and I only ever really fire a shot when it's down to the last sort of you know, if I get that far last ten people is when I actually start hunting things because I'm just trying to sort of sneak through at that point. If you go into it as a duo you obviously spend much more time kind of trying to be strategic and working together and trying to cover each other's ass and stuff. If you go and do it as a four, <laughs> it's just a fucking hoot. It tends to be piling into a jeep and just terrorising across the country sort of just going Rambo. Um, so that, that game um, yeah, those those two games, Metro and um, uh, yeah, Player Unknown's Battleground, so that, that, that's going to be good. Um, other indies are there? I can't really think of enough to be honest. They're, they're all sort of so supported by major sort of outlets now so you know Microsoft propping them or Sony propping them I don't even know what constitutes indie anymore so I don't know um is that it oh okay um this is from Mike Mike Tack uh Vimesy name the video games which were pivotal in making you hooked on games ask Pet and that other bloke who hates VR <laughs> um I can't they're not here because they're yeah, they're off doing probably more interesting things and Pet's probably on a hot day and Clark is probably eating. Um, the games are pivotally making me hooked on games. Uh, 
it harks back to what I said before. I didn't really get into gaming um, until the 2000 stage. Unreal Tournament, probably then, um, when I first got my PC, I was on Unreal Tournament a lot, Counter Strike, that kind of stuff. But I think Pivotal, um, Deus Ex, the original, just because it was the first time I had a. a I just remember pulling an all nighter with that one. Literally going from, you know, 6 o'clock in the evening all the way through to 7 o'clock in the morning or something ridiculous. Um, for the first time ever. And just being so engrossed in the fact that, you know, you made choices, you could approach things differently. It was, it was, you know, you go back and play it now, it's clunky as all hell, but it's, Jesus, at the time it was amazing. Um, and then mainly Xbox games, to be honest, because what Xbox did was it made it also bloody simple. Um, so, um, MotoGP. I think the reason why I say MotoGP is because it was my first taste of Xbox Live. When Xbox Live was first launched, um, my mate Ploppy, uh, he uh, I came right around his house and it was just the fact that you could go into a lobby and just start chatting with people in a couple of button presses and then hit a race. And just like... I remember playing that so clearly and the, the kind of feeling of, what? Um... You know, and that was on like I think it was like a demo disc you got or something. You got you had like a an Xbox Live demo disc with that on it or something. And um, I remember going literally back home from that and picking it up on the way home because I that was just that blew my mind. Um, otherwise, Wolfie Wolfenstein Return to Castle Wolfenstein, first game that really again on 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 Xbox original. Um, first person shooter, team based shooter my first real sort of and the original Call of Duty as well on PC to a, another extent but it kind of the reason why Wolfie probably is because that's where I met my first I don't know clan if you want to call it a group of people that I still know now uh, I don't game with them as often as none of us do we don't game with each other as often as we should but we still have friendships out of that we still sort of you know hook up every now and again um, and there's a good little community that came out of that uh, and we used to spend hours on Wolfie I mean hours on Wolfie um, that was that was great. Crimson Skies. I can't not mention Crimson Skies. Crimson Skies the original on PC. Um, why? Because it was funny, um, and I hadn't played a really funny game before. It had a sense of humour. It was action based. It was really Indiana Jones. I mean, I can still quote lines off the back of that that game. Um, you know, it's it's just it sticks with me, and I've got no idea why. In all honesty, it made me buy my first peripheral. It made me buy my first joystick. Um, uh, so you know it started an addiction to buying bits that I add on to a PC only to sell later for a new version that I never actually play so yeah that one probably Pet why are you asking me stuff oh dear god what's he put with regards this is from Pet so with regards to our next oh, with regards to our best next gen console special show what best next gen console special show what do you think now of our winner Xbox One versus P4 and now Switch? I can't even pe I can't even remember our best next gen console special show. <laughs> um, Jesus, I don't know. Switch is amazing. Switch is a lovely piece of kit, even though I flogged it. Um, the Switch is a great piece of kit. Just didn't have the games I want on it at the time. I will again, like I said before, I'll pick one up. PS4, the library of games is just staggering. Um, the exclusives they've got on that system. Shit, you should buy that for just Bloodborne, you know. I mean that's a I was gonna play that again actually, it's a great game. But the, you know, the number of exclusives got on it. And the Xbox, um I love the infrastructure of it. I love Xbox Live. I know some people find it clunky and stuff, but I I, I just really I, it's what I was raised on. 
Um, but as a piece of kit, as a piece of engineering, it's amazing. Quiet as you like, does everything it says in the tin, just gets on with it, um, integrates into everything you want. It's just, it's a, a solid, solid piece of kit. Um, I couldn't tell you the next, you know, Clarky would say Switch, you probably say PS4. I'd like to say Xbox One, but to be fair, I spend most of my time on PS4 because that's where my mates are and that's where the games are. I don't really care because I've got all of them. If you said to me you have to pick one, I'd go where all my mates are, so I'd have to probably go PS4, but, um, you know, I don't know. I need to look up a new PS Pro because my disk drive is shite. Anyway, um, what the fuck? Pet again. Would you ever give a turn-based JRPG another chance if the right one came along? Possibly Persona 5. Or the RPG company games I am set sooner. Um, yeah. But I'm also very aware that I've tried so many of these things. And I just don't get on with them. If it was... Um, if it played more like, say, the original Dragon Age, that kind of turn-based combat, where you had a party, it was almost a bit, um, you know, sort of isometrics top-down. I don't like Japanese role-playing games where you have the, um, where you all stand off to a side and you each take turns pulling an attack. I think that's shit. I just, I just don't like it. Um, I liked the, I think the original Dragon Age did it really well, where you had. Um, you could control your people and you could send you know, your mage up to high ground behind you, your archer off to a similar spot, put your tank in the force of the battle, you know, that kind of strategy stuff. And also, I think um, where JRPGs get it wrong for me is they're too fucking long. I mean, coming from somebody who loves The Witcher 3, 130, 140 hours, but they're just too long and too... I can't get my head around the, the, the characters and the names and all that shit shit. I think something like Setsuna where you can rename might help. Um, you know, but I I don't know. I can't see myself ever sort of thinking, oh, that looks like a an awesome job. I mean, even Nino Kuni two when that comes out, I never finished Nino Kuni one. It was a beautiful looking game, um, but just didn't the gameplay just wasn't enough to keep me going. It was just I just don't kick off those kind of those fighting um, mechanics. Uh, what else is it? What does my wife think of my gaming? Does she moan? Yes, she does. Oh, sorry. Does she moan if you game, etc.? Or is she happy for you to play while she does something else? Uh, is this something Shawnika has been putting you up to, Pat? Is she making you do things you don't want to do? Um, does my wife mind? Uh, no, she's fine with me gaming. She knows it's a big part of my life. It's also, you know, my main social contact is gaming. Um, busy, busy. Don't get out to the pub as much as I'd like to. Um, yeah, no, like I said, I get quite a lot of evenings off, so gaming is, is what I do, you know, and I think she'd rather I was doing this than spending loads of money, you know, like I say, down the pub or going out and, I don't know, racing cars? I don't know. Um, I always ask, I'm always very courteous about it, you know, I'm going online tonight, is that alright, is there anything you want to do? Is there but for the most part, she works a lot, I mean, too much, so um, she will, you know, she'll come back from work at sort of seven half seven and then she'll bury her in more work until so it's like you know what I'm just going to go online you crack on and then you know whatever uh, so no she's she's fine with it she knows it's part of what I do um, but again do you think you'll ever take a break or give up gaming I hope not I think we've all taken breaks we'll get into um, you know sort of 
drops where we sort of oh, can't be bothered. You know, the number of times you must have gone through your Steam library or your, you know, looking at your shelf of games, just going, I can't think of anything there I want to play. And sometimes I literally, you know, I've gone, I've sat there and I've looked at my games and I think, and I must have spent half an hour, an hour, literally looking at my game list and then sort of looked at my watch and go, well, there's no point putting anything on now because I've used up all my gaming time trying to think about what to play. Uh, and sometimes you're just not in the mood. You just don't want to do it. Um, that happens a lot. Um, so, you know, I tend to go in fits and starts and that's what I like about um, having to kind of, you know, having mates online and stuff like that is that I can always rely on going back to Battlefield. You know, I can always rely, I can always rely on people going on there and, and playing games and stuff. I can always rely on, like, I love the fact that, you know, you've got games with hard drives now. So, you know, I can just flip backwards and forwards from, I can at any point in time, within 30 seconds, Okay, load times depending. I could be in, you know, I could be in, um, in Novigrad in The Witcher Three or something. You know, I could, I could go back to that world, or I could go and shoot shit up in Wolfie, or I could, you know, there's loads of stuff. So, um, it's always there. It's always, but sometimes you just, you know, the gaming funk settles and you just don't want to do anything. There's no point fighting it. Sometimes, you know, I think the longest I've had away from gaming, um, so I'm gonna have to have a drink because you know, talking to myself. Wow. Um, longest I've ever been away from gaming. Maybe a couple of weeks. I don't think much more than that. Um, like I say, it's always been there. Um, so I don't think I've ever sort of spent more than a couple of weeks before turning the console back on or something. In fact, I'm not even sure it's been that long, to be honest. Um, there you go. Um, which TGC, that's the Gamers Confessional, at gmail.com. Uh, what TGC show or review are you most proud of? None of them, mate. They're all shit. <laughs> um, I think um, I think the ones that we try something different it's something we try we're going to be I think we, we Clark and Pat and I have talked about this a little bit it's the ones we've tried to make them a little bit more um, off the bat so we've got some ideas you know Clarky's Crack Pets Corners whatever but we try to make it a little bit different playing a few games or whatever and trying to sort of try and evolve it it's too difficult um well, the other way around, really. it's really easy to fall back into the same thing of what you've been playing, what you've been playing, what you've been playing. And of course, the problem for people like us is we don't have a lot of time, and games are long. And you know, you don't want to hear me talk. Well, you might, you might want to hear me talk about The Witcher for the 18th week running, or you know, um, Battlefield again. We often feel pushed for content, so I think the game, the ones where I, I, I love our Christmas shows, I think they're fucking brilliant. Pretty much anything where Pet runs it, um, we'll go with that because they're hysterical because he never preps properly he thinks he preps and he thinks he's got it all nailed down and then he'll he'll have done some fatal flaw and Clarky will normally be the first one to point out that the math doesn't add up or you know <laughs> fucking ridiculous sort of scoring mechanic these come up with um, I think yeah there's some of those I would really dearly love to get us all in a room together I think possibly for um Eurogamer this year. I think all three of us are going up. In fact, even Woolly might be there, so Woolly might get on. <laughs> but we're, you know, it'd be really good if we could. This is one of the things I hate about doing this because we Skype it, and it'd be really good if we could all sit in a room and actually have a conversation about stuff because that makes your life so much fucking easier. So hopefully, the, the one I'm going to be most proud of is one that's coming up. Oh, and your Star Wars reviews. We need to do more Star Wars reviews. You need to go watch The Force Awakens, Pat. Get on it. Um, uh, I think that's basically it. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. So yeah, not um not a gamey gamey show. Uh we'll record that this week sometime and that'll be out next week. Um but I hope you enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh if there's 
you know, we don't want to try, we are trying to sort of not, not evolve the show, evolves a bit too pansy, you know, poncy for me. Um, but we are trying to sort of change it up and we're trying to sort of hear from you guys what you want us to talk about, what you want us to do. We're finding it really hard to sort of sit there and, and come up with new games to talk about every week. It's, you know, it can't happen like that. We don't have the time, the effort, you know, the money to, to be able to do that sort of stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, we don't get codes dropping to our inbox of, oh, here, go and play the latest, greatest game. So we just have to make do with, with whatever we, we, we're playing currently. And, you know, I can't afford to go, well, I probably could go and afford to buy a new game every week, but I don't know, it? Um, so if there's particular stuff you want to do, if there's any games you want to throw at us, if you're thinking, not as in like video games, although if you have gone, um, you know, if you're thinking, oh, here's, here's a great party game you can play, fucking chuck it our way, we'll be more than happy to give it a go. If you've got ideas for topics that you want us to talk about, you know, always contact us, we're always up for that, like, you know, stretching content is, <laughs> is what we want to do. Um, but until then, um, you can catch us on the Twitters, you can catch us at, um, at Confessional Pod, you can drop me at at vimes 74 um, that's V-I-M-E-S-Y-7-4. Uh, you can catch Pet at Life of Pet and Clarky at Clarky Snap. And you can email us at gamersconfessional at gmail.com um, for any any and all, in, you know, whatever you want to talk to us about, really. And we always appreciate, you know, people getting in contact. Makes us think somebody out there is bloody listening. Let us know what you think about... Um, this show, whether you want to see more of that, whether you want Plett to ramble for an hour, whether you want Clarky to ramble for an hour, whether you want me to ramble for another hour, you won't want that. Um, we're more than welcome. It's, it's great because these two guys are week off anyway. Um, but until then, until next week, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I have been your host, Vimesy, and I'll see you next week. Bye bye. The Gamers Confessional. <laughs>